on today's issue of Homo Superior. Um, this one's a combo for me. It's Rusty Skids, Boom Boom, and Wizkid. Horrible representation of yes. those characters. That's what you did in the toilet earlier. <laughs> well, Brent is gay, and Kaylin's gay, and Clark is gay, and Ryan's gay, and Adam's gay. It's Homo Superior. <laughs> Welcome to Homo Superior, where the only ship worth a damn is shipping Beast and Wonder Man. Issue 319, I'm Kalen. I'm Ryan. You can tell we do that live every time. I'm Adam. And my voice is dry. (laughs) I'm Britt. This week, we're kicking off Mutant Madness, and X-Men's fashion will never be the same. Our run-up to X-Men 96 is never-ending, so (laughs) we're giving you highlights to remind you of the fun we had watching the animated series in a segment we're calling... Previously on X Men. Wait, Perfect. Is, that, is that the prequel series before ninety yeah. seven comes out? <laughs> Our run up to X Men ninety seven. You said ninety six. Ninety six, baby. No, I don't think I did. <laughs> Let's uh, roll the tape, y'all. Let's roll the tape. Yeah, well, uh, the listeners can all go back <laughs> and check. But you d- good gaslighting though. I little Jimmy uh, was like, oh my god, did yeah. I not? Did I, I hear that incorrectly? Yeah, I think I'm uh, so glad there's five of us on this. Wait, so we can sorry, fact check Adam, in real time. Have you not seen the prequel series? <laughs> Advertisements yet? X-Men 96. X-Men great. We also learned that Spider-Man Silk Society is being geared towards men, whatever that means. <laughs> Spider-Man, <laughs> yes. Uh, plus, we've got enigmatic antics in the rise of the powers of 10, and the X forces its plot line forward, plus plugs. But first, housekeeping. Yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> You're drier than uh, something. No, no, no. Our, our little Brent is finally going through puberty. I'm so happy. Somebody spit in his mouth. <laughs> I wonder what my mutant power will be. <laughs> uh, yes, we just announced this week we'll be at AwesomeCon March 8th through 10th at the Walter E. Washington Convention Center in D.C. We're teaming up with the Uncanny Experience and Geeks Out and all their special guest cosplayers like Sarah Starshine, Shet the Nerd, Dax Exclamation Point, and Demanda Martini. Speaking of Dax exclamation point and Amanda Martini, that same weekend of AwesomeCon, we'll be hosting, we, the Homo Superior, will be hosting an after party Saturday night at Trade, which is also in D.C., for our second annual House of X. Uh, We're going bigger, better, and badder with more music giveaways and two wonderful performances by those mentioned, our wonderful Dax and our wonderful Demanda. Uh, We had an amazing uh, creator crush with them this week. We recorded this week. It'll be coming out in the lead up to the event, which is on March 9th. So buy your tickets for AwesomeCon, get into some sick-ass cosplay, and then come to our party afterwards. No cover, by the way, a trade. Yep, no cover. Kaylin's going to be DJing. Mm -hmm. Kaylin, what kind of music are you going to be spinning? Bad. (laughs) But I mean, Michael Jackson's bad, and that's just that over and over again. That's cool, right? All songs that have the word bad in the title. Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah, no, we'd love to see you. Great. Uh, Also, uh, I mean, you guys should just get ready as a listener because we've got a a true extra, extra issue. quite extra. Our Madam Web review is dropping. We recorded in the Amazon. Um, It is going to be coming out on Monday the 26th. Guys, stop joking about that. My mom died because of it. I hope the spiders were worth it. That that was such a weird. (laughs) The movie was actually based on Ryan. I hope you enjoy the spiders, mom. Uh, Yeah, so that's the podcast is going to come out on Monday. That's when we drop extra issues, and you have to deal with that. Uh, We also have speaking of things that are coming. (laughs) I am. (laughs) That's Uh, why you've been so hoarse. This entire his web connects us all. I said I hit puberty. (laughs) You just can't stop. (laughs) 
constantly. <laughs> oh, I'm edging. Okay, this madam is making a web of her own. <laughs> Speaking of segues, Kaylin, I think we've got mutant madness coming because I am too. <laughs> oh my god, uh, God, let me get you a napkin first. But last year, it's she. It was she's got the look. Mm-hmm. She's got the look. Uh, this year, it's the men's turn because Lord knows they aren't overexposed enough. He's got the look. Doesn't quite work. <laughs> it doesn't work. It doesn't work. But we know the X-Men have some killer looks, quite literally in Wolverine's case. So we've picked four iconic mutants who each have 16 iconic looks. It's Cyclops, Bishop Angel, and the aforementioned Wolverine battling it out runway style in a fashion off we just had to call X-Men's wear. And their outfits range from the haute couture to I hate it for sure. Uh, so starting on Wednesday, February 28th. That's terrible. Yeah. Don't boo vote. Uh, you should be ashamed of yourself. I'm constantly ashamed I of myself. Sure. I, I don't want to, I don't want to be too hurtful, but I really do mean this. When did you become Adam? <laughs> this It's me all along as I like take my face off. Um, so the voting is going to start on Wednesday, February 28th, and you can vote on Twitter and on, uh, Instagram. Um, and uh, voting is going to run all the way through March and through the first half of April because we got a lot of looks. And there's six rounds in total, just like a typical March Madness bracket. So in rounds one and two, what we're calling the Sickening 16 the Orn- and the Ornate 8, it's going to be an intra-battle royale. So it's like Cyclops versus Cyclops, Wolverine versus Wolverine, Bishop versus Bishop, and Angel versus Angel. And when we get to the Couture 4, that's when we get the best look from each of the four X-Men. They start going up against each other. Uh, and so that's where you can really, as a fan, say things about the other characters yeah. that you hate yeah. that you can never take back. That's when you really get to like, like uh, yeah. Cyclops is a cop and Bishop is a cop. Like we got Wolverine to see who really cop. hated Gene. Yeah, do some yeah. do some research into our tweets and posts from last year where Gene stands and Storm stands and every other rogue stand in the world came head to head and just were assholes. <laughs> they were surprisingly <laughs> nice, it's actually. A, it would I was be surprised. like a completely nude rogue and then like the best outfit Gene has ever worn and be, people be like, "Rogue looks great. <laughs> <laughs> I love her." And you're like, "Okay." And we're like, "Please stop <laughs> eating so." Many cigarettes. <laughs> By the way, did I get to mention that we're going to be voting as well? So it's not just Twitter and Instagram. So Homo Superior is going to be voting. But uh, since we're talking about that, uh, I'd love to hear from all of y'all. Um, so I'll start with Adam. What Wolverine look do you hope makes it to the Couture 4? And which one do you want to just boot immediately? My top yeah, cropping was the Age of Apocalypse Wolverine. I think it's a great outfit. I think he's got one claw, and he know what to do with it. Uh, he's got fun hair, because he always has that hair. But I just think it looks... I actually do like it a lot as an outfit, and obviously it ties to my nostalgic love of that time period. On the bad side, uh, and actually also inclusive of how much I didn't like the comics at the time, was Savage Wolverine. Fucking wrapping a dirty sheet around your face is and having... Hey, that, that looks taken. Fucking... <laughs> I just didn't like it. I hate it. I can't wait for it to yeah. lose. And fuck you if you vote for it. I love the eye holes that are cut in the handkerchief. <laughs> After it's already been attached <laughs> to his face. It's like the worst pirate look I've ever seen. Oh so, Brent, uh, same question to you, but about Bishop. Which look do you want to go all well, the way? Well, I think one of the worst Bishop looks is his post-Age of Apocalypse look. He is kind of dressed like the worst oh, Cyclops awful. look. It's blue. It's gold. It's got a collar that's way too wide open. And boots that should have stopped. It does We're different people. I don't mind. think it makes me think of Bishop, but it makes me think stink of Bishop. <laughs> <laughs> it stinks of Bishop. Like Bishop. I feel like when I look at this outfit, because it doesn't have a handkerchief, 
which I think is overdone. I think maybe he needs the handkerchief. It is mm. too much collar to be showing off yeah, all the time. I don't need to see his collarbone. <laughs> I guess you're right. But what's your fate? What's the one that you want to see go to the couture for? Uh, I think the Uncanny X-Force look, Love. which is like it's super black leatherish. Uh, it's got some power orange lines. I look. I think it's a hard color combination we have to pull the off. Exact same. Wait, opposite. <laughs> opinion. Are you kidding? Yeah. Oh my god! I like the other one more than it. You know, this is gonna be. Those were I. I don't know where I ranked all of them, but those were in my this top. This uncanny X Force thing. It's got a great tunic kind of vibe at the top collar. It's almost evocative of a handkerchief while being completely different. It's, it's a all lovely, handkerchief. It's a great shawl. It's like slutty, too, because the dick is like no. really accentuated. It's very I, big on the dick. No, this is terrible. Okay, well, we'll get into it. All right, well, Ryan, same question for you, but, but about Angel. <sighs> you know, Willa Ford once said, I, I want to <laughs> be bad, and that's <laughs> why I love Archangel's classic look, the blue look, when it first came out. I think the design was so innovative, so different. It was blue! Um, before, um, his previous looks were, I would say a little bit basic. He just looks like a cliche angel. So my least favorite look that he had was when he joined the champions and he looks, I could only describe it as a fucking clown in that. So like, I think it's his like, which fuck boy look was that the, when he had, which one was that? It was like the red one in champions. But it's all money, money, money. I have money. Oh, oh yeah. Short, short-lived for a reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't. I just don't understand how you can like the Archangel look so much. It to me looks you don't like jerk off to Avatar movies. It like looks me? like a, yeah. a hot like blue, a hot gay guy who just like painted his body neon colors for the neon party, mm-hmm. and that's it. Yeah, and you're not, with and metal you're not into that. Because no, I've seen I, it looks like a lazy you. costume to me. Okay. We see who you hang There's out no with. fashion <laughs> choices. There's no choices. He just said pink and blue. I'm I'm a, the worst gender reveal party ever. <laughs> I think it was innovative for the time to have that different sort of look. Innovations can be bad. <laughs> Remember that. <laughs> Kaylin, what are you loving for Cyclops? So for Cyclops, uh, I really do love his uh, what I'm calling his first X-Factor look, it's technically his second one, but it's when he used the white and blue. Love that one. Uh, I think it is just, it looks really good. It's um, just the X is so iconic. And his worst one, I think we all agree on this, is his short-lived honeymoon period look. That's a tough one. Uh, it is. It was like in one or two issues of X-Men in the 90s. It's right after he, uh, Scott and Jean got married. Mm. It just looks bad. Yeah. It's just bad. I still might have put my Age of Apoc. I might have put Age of Apocalypse the f- highest up, but I thought you put it as the worst, actually, for Cyclops. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's the worst. Yeah, uh, I think, I'm just I, think like, I agree. I might have agreed with you. I think that that <clears throat> that honeymoon look, though. I mean, mm-hmm. shoulder pads don't come up often. I think oh, in discussions awful. of bad outfits, yeah. like we talk over? about pockets a lot, but man, those those ones are rough. Well. That one doesn't have shoulder pads. He's just got like showing off his arms. It's like it's like he's like wearing a tank top. Then his arms look like shoulder pads. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the voting is going to start soon, and we play by Chicago rules here. Vote early, vote often. We can't wait to do this. All right, let's move on to MCU Next TV. All right, let's get started. MCU Next TV is the latest and greatest of the MCU Disney Plus TV shows. That said. We're killing time until X Men '97 releases on March 30th. <laughs> Sorry, X Men '95, the prequel to the prequel series, until uh, X Men '97 releases on March 30th. So, in the weeks leading up, we're looking back at the original '92 animated series to recap the best and worst things of the show with the game we're calling previously on X Men. 
Today, we're talking our top three best and bottom three worst characters from the past five seasons. No sides or verse, please. Uh, let's start with our top three. Who wants to share one of their top three? Kalen. Uh, Magneto. Uh, and the reason why is I love that the show didn't go the lazy route by making him a villain through and through. They showed that he was multidimensional, mm-hmm. and they made him into an anti-hero and sometimes an outright hero. Except for that hilarious uh, end part, what is it, between Beyond Good and Evil and the Phalanx Saga, where he was like, I'm coming back from this. And it's like, you already did. You saved the day last time, yeah. too. I didn't say he was consistent. <laughs> I just said I like the characterization. <laughs> He was one of my top choices as well. Yeah. Uh, what did you like about him? <sighs> Just, I think the voice acting, actually. I don't know. It is good voice Ooh, acting. I think I it, it really sti- it sticks with you. And uh, some of the characters, like, I don't know. I still think Jubilee. I don't. I don't love the voice acting. It doesn't feel special to me. It feels like I've got great news for you about ninety-seven. Re- by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but Magneto's is just on point. Yeah. I love it. Anyone else attracted to Magneto? Hmm. Yeah, of course. I fucked the TV. Yeah. Um, <laughs> great. One, thanks. One of, one of my top choices, also because of the voice acting is so great, is Rogue. I did not. I did not. So good. It's amazing. Um, it makes you love that character. And the way Lenore screams every time she touches someone it's it's wild and it makes no sense and i you love can't it. train that you can't do that's it that's called artistry she <laughs> actually has those powers and does scream every single day. That, that's in <laughs> it's so it's so well done uh i didn't did not like her in the comics itself but like seeing the tv show made me love her so much oh wow okay i do think that yeah i didn't I, while i wasn't an ultra consumer of every single comic that she was in i would agree that i think my love for her came through because of lenore and because of the show, I think she's also one of the only characters that has like multiple episodes where they really semi develop at least or like learn a lot. And she's she's the focal point for a lot of big episodes like the Archangel Apocalypse. Having the Miss, Miss Marvel episode, I thought was great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and you get her actual backstory, which was really cool. Yeah. So is Rogue one of your uh, tops, or do you? She want... she was not. Um, I actually who had. Like? Well, who do the fuck you think? Storm. Bitch. Ride that lightning. Yes. Oh, I thought we were gonna say background dazzler. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did. Well, I, well, I do. I have a couple of good. Yeah, I was like, I figured Ryan was gonna take that anyway, and like, I have a couple of other gremlins that were really in my top, but I did. I do think, even though as much as I love the character overall inside the show, I think she's excellent. She's always a good mentor. They really do stay true to her character. I wish she didn't constantly have flashbacks to being claustrophobic all the time. It's like the equivalent of quicksand or the Bermuda Triangle for most kids. Constantly being scared of this thing that seems to always happen, even though it never will in real life that often. Um, But yeah, I thought she fucking rocked it. Uh, I'd probably throw out uh, Warlock. Obviously, I love him. Uh, (laughs) Uh, No, uh, obviously not a great choice. Uh, Moira McTaggart. Mm. I think she was like a lot of do the do the accent do the accent. I that was (laughs) there you go. (laughs) Uh, The reason why I actually like her is one, she is a sexually empowered woman who is just like getting slammed down. That's true. By a bunch of guys, and it's not a big deal. Yeah. Uh, Two. She owns an island, and they don't get very jealous either. Like that's a good positive masculinity. Like, oh wait, I don't know this woman. Super useful. Uh, She doesn't wear out her welcome by being incredibly like i'm i like seeing her around so i hope the comics don't change her at all <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean could you imagine by the end of 90 what do you, what do you mean what do you mean 
Generally, end of like '97, season one, she's literally a robot death killer <laughs> <laughs> with Banshee's like face, they like as a mask, yeah, go down that path. Woo. Um, what else is on the top of people's list? I would like to throw out um, something that became more popular. He's a little bit more obscure, but Gorgeous George. Oh, you bitch! I was gonna name him too. He um he really showed up. He really <laughs> showed up in the way that people went. Who is that? And, but the, luckily, the entire time people said. Gorgeous, gorgeous. Hey, gorgeous. <laughs> you look gorgeous. Gorgeous, baby. Hypothetically, if you forgot who George was. <laughs> so he w- he was the leader of the nasty boys. He was the spaghetti gambit. <laughs> <That was. laughs> sorry, he was he was the gloopy one, right? He, he, he was a little goop. But yes, he had but like a, cre- a semi-creole accent. He had pr- the purple and black like color. He would like <laughs> swirl around. Yeah, so, so he was the leader, but also he put the nasty boys on the map. <laughs> uh, Janet mean? Jackson sang about them, actually. Honestly, yeah. and so she didn't. But no, but I will say. <laughs> Girl, she was learn ne- your she 80s was, discography. <laughs> she was, no, I got the joke. It just wasn't funny. Uh, uh, what I'm saying is that was never popular in the comics. And because it was so good in the show, I think those were good villains to have as like an assist. So uh, uh, jumping off of that, I think Mr. Sinister worked because uh, unlike in the comics at the time, he got very queer coded in the cartoon. And I think it's the voice acting that yeah. did it a lot because it wasn't until <laughs> Karen Gillan got, his, uh, got a hold of, uh, of him in the late 2000s that Mr. Sinister became incredibly flamboyant, just very, very, very queer. Before that, I don't really remember him being that way. But in the cartoon, he was. So I would also throw out, separate from Mr. Sinister, is Nathaniel Essex as a camp. Oh, spooktacular. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And his his lone episode where he's just like running around London, (laughs) slashing women, (laughs) and just hamming it up as the queerest dandy. That was the last season, so it was tough. He's like, I've got a wife somewhere. I don't know. I got to do science. I did have Sinister on my list as well. What I loved about him was that him being like the season two big bad, I thought was just really well orchestrated and like, such a great example of what the show was capable of at a time where, you know, people would be getting only episode of the week type stuff. So to have not only like the lead in at the end of season one, but then also the ongoing, you know, Savage Land plot line where right. he's and he was he really was sinister, like nothing could hurt him, which was so cool. And that's what also made me like Cyclops more because he got to shoot him and he was like, my God. And, and then <laughs> bleeding out of goo. Uh, other than Apocalypse, he was kind of like the main bad guy yeah. because Magneto was actually like a constantly kind of flip flopping yeah. Yeah, yeah. the first season. Um, what Anybody else got other stuff on your list? I would say Nightcrawler. Uh, I wish he was part of the main cast. I really like the episodes he was in. And I like that a Saturday morning cartoon leaned into the fact that he was a man of faith. Mm-hmm. And also villagers with pitchforks. Yeah, <laughs> it was, it was a- 1990s, but also 18th century Bavaria. Oh, how do how have we not mentioned Bofa? Don't don't do this joke. <laughs> uh, speaking of Bofa, I actually had wait. More- isn't that the bull woman? Oh, Bova. Bova. I was like <laughs> Bofa. I, 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 I thought, thought you were gonna know where that. I knew where the I joke could go, but I was like, why Bofa? D's play. Nah. Yeah. What? No, she's a respectable Bova D's Bova D's Bova D's Bova Vagina. Oh, so I don't do the joke. You all decided. Yeah, because we get to win. You made it sound like you were gonna do the regular one. I'm sorry, I forgot her iconic name. 
Well, I've got a boba for you. I've what? got uh, Warstar, Benet, and Cecil, the fucking giant green robot oh, the, from the from, Shi'ar. Oh, yeah. yeah. My favorite because it literally was one of my favorite toys, and I obviously bought it because of the fucking TV show. And I was like, this character is going to fucking slay. And then they were around for two minutes of the episode and never came back. <laughs> it, it's a very He-Man, um, I'm making this only for an action figure. Type yeah. Of yeah. It was absolutely. so cute. Any other best of? All right, let's talk some worse. Who's got some worse? I have an, I have a very controversial one. Go for it. Well, you it. went first last time. Oh, you go first then. Um, mine is uncontroversial. Oh. <laughs> it's uh, Graydon Creed, the coward. Oh, okay. Uh, now, now. He's screaming about his hologram saber tooth father, father, his father. Big <laughs> <laughs> disappointment. It didn't he lose like on trial and he like tried to murder someone while they were in the courtroom or something? Oh, yeah. well, that's yeah. what. Yeah, he like. Well, it's all the it like, I'll kill you because it it's like the weird warpath guy. Because he's like, you're in. a fucking faggot. I mean, uh, a mutant. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Um, this one's a combo for me. It's Rusty Skids, Boom Boom, and Whiz Kid. Horrible representation of yes. those characters. That's what you did in the toilet earlier. <laughs> let's let's add Sunfire Sorry. to that as well. Sorry, say that. Uh, say your Manchurian candidate phrase again. Rusty Skids, Boom <laughs> Whiz Kid. The Winter Soldier is activated. <laughs> oh my god, I feel like I have to murder someone. <laughs> I just hated that fucking episode, and to know, I figured you might have Boom on there just because it was such a bad representation, but it was so disappointing. The future is now. We will be. Respectful. That was terrible. Um, mine will be forever the imposter known as Dazzler in the show. That first oh, of all, yeah. she's got red hair, or maybe like a dirty brown with yeah, like a like red Dazzler. tint. <laughs> Don't do this to me. Um, I want her to show up again, but she's a scroll or something like that because I get so mad at this representation. Also, she's in two different time, like she's in two different stories. Complete. She's in Mojo one day, and then she's That's just right. at the club yeah. the other day. Okay, I'm so offended. I want to call you out a little bit. What? Because I don't believe you're actually that upset by the red hair. Okay. If Dazzler, why? Because I got my hair if, dyed red. If Dazzler was in the in the MCU and it was played by Reba, would you be mad? Yeah, she's a survivor. Of course, I would be uh, oh happy God. about it. I would be happy. Okay. Yeah. That's. I don't think you really care about the red hair. I think uh, you care about the lack of personality to go along with red not hair. Not to be ageist, but I don't know if Reba's the right age range to be. <laughs> I think that when is Jean Grey's going to be cast as like a twenty-year-old. <laughs> well, but like, I think Disco Dazzler is the most iconic, even though a lot of people know Outback Dazzler, and I just you got to see that disco look. Big. You got to see. Well, if the MCU happened forty years ago uh -huh. and Reba was cast, you wouldn't. I Love it. You would not have been mad where that would have to happen. How about Bonnie Raitt? Uh, <laughs> but I think I think Dazzler can be a redhead, but I don't want to see it. <laughs> Dazzler's now a deadhead. She only listens to Grateful Dead. So my controversial choice is Apocalypse. Ooh. I think he's incredibly dull. He's incredibly boring. Yeah. And very much like he was in the comics at the time, just not that interesting a villain. Yeah. I don't think Apocalypse became really interesting until Krakoa, to be honest. I did have to do he some hard. As fuck. Yeah, I, I was like, I did have to do some hard thinking on that, where like I remembered liking Apocalypse episodes, but I was like, the character, the narratives were interesting. The character themselves was a lot like less interesting than Magneto, Sinister, other villains that they had. Yeah, he's just like a would be conqueror, just like, ah, uh, yeah. bored. Cool voice. Yeah, yeah, that's good. yeah. 
And good, lots of good quotes. We're going to be doing well, quotes. Annihilator. Yeah, he, it's very theatrical, which I really liked. Other, uh, other bads, other worst. Um, I would like to nominate Beast as a terrible character in there. His, he has no story arc. Mm. It makes no sense. Go it's on. so obvious <laughs> that he was not supposed to be in the main cast. He was just supposed to be in prison the whole time. Preach this. And I just don't like him. And I need him Amen. in the. If they're gonna include him in the next series, I need him to actually have a storyline. Read him for filth, and I mean that literally because he's always reading a book. Beast was my number one worst. Really, oh stars and as a kid, even though I remember this from watching it, watching the few episodes I did. Yeah. As a kid, I loved all the like helper people, all of the like annoying assholes who are like, oh yeah, we got to be paying attention to details, and we got to knowledge is a good thing. Zazu. C-3PO. Uh, I'm sure, all about yeah. those guys. And I fucking hated Beast. <laughs> Showing up, unhelpful, with a barely related quote mm, yes. from someone who's like fucking useless on this matter. Fuck you, yeah. out of context his, bastard. His references could have been deep, and he didn't. He's like, much like the Tin Man, you need a heart. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, great. Right. Thank you so much. Thanks. So deep, baby. Oh, uh, to be or not to be. <laughs> That wasn't what we were talking about, Beast. Could you get the Although Xavier at the end did shade him, and he was like, and you probably want to read a book or something. He didn't even say anything nice <laughs> well, about him at the well, end. Well, don't I forget when it. he was actually on trial, he did quote To Kill a Mockingbird. <laughs> <laughs> or no, not To Kill a Mockingbird. Not what the fuck was that called? No, the Client You know John exactly Grisham. where I'm going. Uh, you Trixie get... and Katya's Guide no. to Being a Woman. <laughs> <laughs> a Time to Kill. That's what I was uh, thinking. Uh, <laughs> Wait, do I like him? Yeah. Uh, yes, he um, who, I, who do you not like? I've got a shit fucking gremlin for you, and I think you might disagree, Brent. Goddamn Immortus, otherwise known as Bender. That oh. piece of shit running around at the nexus of the universe, acting like a custodian-ass bitch. Oh, you mean the Robin Williams guy? hate that guy. The yeah. Robin Williams guy? Yeah. Oh, my God. Just Didn't someone like him? No, me. Clark it was kept me. saying, just you wait. Just you oh, know, Brett hated him. Because right. he just showed up and made everything work. Um, also, to talk about little girls that I hate, that one little girl from the Christmas episode that just oh. was like, did you like my tree, Jubilee? You're like, no. <laughs> you <laughs> suck. Do you mean the, the girl? You suck, little girl. With like, the eye condition? Yeah. Her eyes were <laughs> yeah. one one fifth the where size she was of her a head. Random, yeah, she was a Bratz doll. Yeah. Random Namor type Atlantean introduced at the end. Uh, yeah. uh, another one I don't well, like, Jean Grey. I mean, I in the series I can I completely am about to that. faint and scream Scott. How dare you? <laughs> exactly that because that's all she would do except for make dishes worse. What do you why do you why do you think people loved her so much from the series if you if you had She was wearing a, nothing at all. Nothing was, at all. Like nothing nothing at all. <laughs> I think people loved the Phoenix and Dark Phoenix storylines which are iconic. Uh, and they're also iconic in the comics. Um but her by herself was just not all that interesting. Yeah. What, what did she do? do what what storylines did she really have where she was on her own? Like uh, in the same way that Wolverine had like a dozen where he just like Went off and did his own thing. Even Scott had his own about There's him being an orphan. I thought oh, about there that was whole definitely school. one where she went off. Maybe not though. Well, maybe maybe they could make her a little bit more in the Fulfilling. same way with Beast. Like maybe they could actually. I do have, she's gonna be a mom now. So. I do have uh, Jason <laughs> uh, Wingard as my, one of my worst. Oh uh, uh, yeah, mastermind. Just like making us go through the whole rigmarole of learning about the Inside Circle Club. Fuck you <laughs> with your shitty the Inside <laughs> Circle <laughs> Club. <laughs> 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 leopard print. They're all dressed like 
like pimp my ride came and did their wardrobe. They I suck. Uh, I liked their outfits. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. They they well there was like very yeah a very um eighties like weird. Creep they live in New York in the eighties nineties the um, perhaps two thousands even. Con- I don't but think this every is... what we know about the show is every location is in a different, different time. time frame. <laughs> <laughs> it makes no sense. I uh, it's very like Street Fighter esque where every it time is. they had a new city or country it was like yeah like when can that be and what G- stereotypes? If they go to Africa read? it's like prehistoric yeah, times. No, and if they go to true. China. It's in the 70s. It's Welcome awful. to the 90s cultural representation, baby. <laughs> uh, my last worst was Morph. I fucking hated that John. You don't like Morph, bitch. huh? I think, he's a, I think he's great in episode one. He always and then made me laugh. <laughs> he did. Hated I him. him. I miss him so hated much. Hated him in season morph. two. He's such a piece of shit. I know he's mind controlled by that fucking sinister worm. <laughs> and then like... I also... I know that obviously people suffer trauma and it's very difficult, but yeah. I just... I didn't like the bags under his eyes, and then I, when he tried to like save the day against Master Mold, I know I threw that. Oh in there. no, I, I didn't either. <laughs> right. But yeah, I, I, I just didn't just, like. Him. I thought you were just gonna beat up on people who have trauma. He was constantly uh, just running away from realizing his destiny. He just I don't walks like into stores in Beverly Hills with the bags under his eyes, going, "Big mistake, huge." <laughs> <laughs> it's well, he really uses a night cream because those bags are gone, and his whole right. face is white. <laughs> it's pronounced <He's> Nightcrawler. <laughs> Now I'm jealous of him. Yeah, now, my best now that's sure. flawless. Or they're going to be my yeah. best for See, sure. but character growth, hey. <laughs> Whatever the opposite of Propecia is. No Pecia. No Pecia. Extra, extra, extra. No news line. Um, uh, extra, extra is our weekly segment talking about the news and the rumors we totally go extra about. Uh, so in a recent report, <sighs> some sad news uh, according to a new report uh silks uh silk which is cindy moon in the comics is being developed at amazon studios as a male skewing audience so like this this show will be skewed towards male it is a <laughs> it is a female driven project but it's for what? What well, are they what, gonna yeah, do? Where Where else could that come Big from? Big jugs? But, like, what are they gonna I was do? I say, where else could that come from? But uh, Underworld and Aeon Flux and Ultraviolet. Okay, and every movie that makes sense. <laughs> Wait, list two dozen more. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> see, you can't even do. I that. was trying to do the Family Guy joke, but I only thought about it right now, and I wish I had written down twenty I titles mean, to run through. We're gonna do a review of Matt Blood Matt. Rain. We're, we're gonna do a uh, <laughs> Blood Rain. Well, we'll get into that. Alien. Uh, uh what? We're going to do a review of Madam Web, but do you think because, like, Madam Web has some undertones of maybe just overly sexualizing these characters for no reason, is that the angle Amazon is I going with? I don't like, know what the angle is, but I got to tell you, the, when I first saw this, I thought it said male skewering, and I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, that yeah. sounds great. <laughs> but Kill them, like the boys, but for women. Sil- but Silk also is, Silk's a great character, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Sony, ad- again, trying to mine this sort of Spider-Verse yeah. to try to create something like the MCU's got. But, like, male-centric. I just... So, I, so yeah. Cindy, Cindy Moon's uh, origin story is she got bit by the same spider as Peter Parker. Okay. And then because of it, um, she was a little bit older, but because of it, they have the same similar powers. They're ve- her story is so ingrained with Peter Parker, I can't picture her, like, him actually being in this Amazon series. So... Like they have this weird thing where they're really sexually attracted to each other because, you know, when you get bit by the same spider, you want to fuck. We have the same spider parent. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't understand how this can be a standalone thing, let alone 
really appeal to those men out there. Like, what is it? How is this possible? If I had to, like, imagine there's I imagine there's some data that they've got about who is consuming all the content we have for superhero stuff. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're looking at it and what they're seeing is that it's very predominantly male and that when they aim for wider audiences from that segment of the population, they run the risk of of producing uh, less money. There, whether or not you whether or not that's like a good thing or like you know you we wish we had more artists creating so that you could develop an audience that's broader than just whatever the view of male skewered is. Uh, I do think they're probably just responding Skewer. to scare them all. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, they're probably just responding to whatever they think you know is going to make the most play money. Best. I, play best. I completely agree with what Brent said because I just realized it's Amazon and like the big shows on Amazon are Boys and Invincible and it's really I mean Obviously we both enjoy them ones. but they're very like dude bro ultra violence. So I That's think fair. what this is, is going to be like maybe like a rated R series. Like a la like Venom because like Venom is rated R, wasn't it? Or did yeah. I make that yeah. up in my head? Yeah, there was. And, um, and all I think the Venom too, and all least, the Sony though. series too tend to have like even Morbius. There was a couple of bros that were like, "That was it. That was a movie. Yeah, that so was it." That's what they mean by male yeah. skewing. It's going no, to be I, very much this sort of ultra, as much as they can get away with an ultra violent version of like a Spider Man character. I get like an interesting flip for me is like, would do you think that like Echo is male skewing? No, no. You I think don't. that was really just predominantly That's, women skewing? Uh, I think I don't think it was either two women skewing or, or, or men skewing. Okay, I think it fair. was. I think it was just like, oh, um, I didn't feel. Yeah, I didn't feel it. When I it forgot started. there doesn't have to be a binary. <laughs> I really did. I was like, only oh, wait, for why? Carol Danvers. It doesn't have, have to, to be skew. Binary. It can just go like it could just be for everybody. Yeah. So this is some real clickbait I just announced. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, in other news, uh, coming up, uh, they always do a Marvel Voices Pride issue. Um, in this upcoming uh, Pride issue, uh, on sale May 29th uh, by Karen Gillan, we are finally going to get the story of how, <laughs> finally, it's about goddamn time, Mystique yeah, and we've Destiny all been waiting with got breath. married. So we see a teaser image of them sort of kissing, embracing I'm I'm guessing this is a renewal is what the cover we're seeing is because we see all the X-Men in attendance. And in theory, if they got married all these years ago, probably Iceman wasn't there. But and it's probably like when she got resurrected because they got married, she died, and they brought her back. So maybe you got to get married. Yeah, it's, it's Young it's, Destiny, yeah, in the, on the, in the image. So if your partner dies and then gets resurrected, mm -hmm. then everybody that, loves her. Is that a renewal of your vows or is it's that a resurrection a new of your vows? Vowels, vowels, not vowels. I said vowels. What about vowels, though? Yeah, you it's not. A, I don't think it's a renewal. Okay, because I think you're a new, you're a new person. Wow, reborn, yeah. nuptials. So, like, mm. if they, if you make a clone of yourself, okay, right? I did, and you kill yourself instantly, mm. but your clone goes on. That's not you, even if it had all the same memories and stuff. What if I whisper in its ear, "You're me now. You're me now. You're me now." Does that work? I don't understand how that would change anything. <laughs> okay. You, uh, I'm saying you should clone yourself and marry yourself. That's the clone saga I want to read about. <laughs> uh, in other news in this Pride issue, we are also getting what has made the internet go buck wild. Baby. This is just... Um, they broke their backs and broke the internet. <laughs> girl, there is an image uh, that Dodderman did that is Hercules and Iceman just, you know, just... Giving each other a little little hug, 
but it is turn the internet afire because it the way Hercules looks it's is the same so stance that when you're like oh a bunch of hot gays are like going on a trip together the way they stand in a photo where you know they're fucking it's it's that it's <laughs> it's men.com promotional yeah. yeah yeah i mean like bobby is in hercules's nook yeah you know what i'm talking yeah. about yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like when you sort of yeah uh so many people online were just like oh god I, what they would yeah. give to be Iceman. what what are your thoughts on this how how is this partnership going to what, team what, up, it, this their team names up. are sean drake and hercules <laughs> cody yeah <laughs> Does ice stretch how, is what I want to know. How do you think this <laughs> it breaks? How do you think this OnlyFans collab started? Like, what do you what do you think it is? How do they actually know each other? Uh, <laughs> superhero grinder? I don't know. Yeah, uh, I love like to Ryan your point. Like the internet went absolutely nuts. We certainly went nuts on our social media. I nutted. Uh, uh, I'm still nutting. Uh, my favorite though, w- well, one I love when nerds get horny. And then when yeah, nerds that's get... That's why we do this podcast. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that was the original name. Yeah, yeah. faggot superior. Um, and then what's weird is there are some nerds who are like, but he's dating Novar. And I'm like, so? What does that mean? He's a fucking... Like, they're that's thousand like, that's fucking holding. Like, they're and, not like... They're not in love. Like, they're right. like, oh, we're fucking and right all, what Romeo? And also... <laughs> Iceman is in, I would assume, what we consider an open relationship. relationship. Yeah. So yes, ethical non Also, what do you think Romeo and Novar are doing? They're like, they're fucking too. 100%. <laughs> yeah. I heard Iceman was having sex with clouds. <laughs> that's disgusting. No, just a guy named Nimbus. That, that's slander. We're not going to do this on this podcast, but, Brett. But, yeah. but, but Bobby and Romeo are together. <laughs> They're together. Uh, I cannot wait for that part of it. And Russell knew what he was doing. Of course like, he did. you little minx. I love you so much. Uh, can we go back really quickly to Destiny and uh, and Mystique? What I love about this is, like, typically when you see wedding issues, it's like, you know, Spider-Man, Mary Jane, Gambit and Rogue, you know. <laughs> Colossus and Kitty. <laughs> the one that never happened, Superman and Lois. Yeah. It's always these, like, characters who are, like, uh, like lawfully good most of the time, getting married. Gambit, not so much. But um, Mystique and Destiny are some complex bad bitches who've done some really bad shit in their yeah. existence. I love that we're getting a villain marriage, yeah. a villain or anti-hero marriage. That's I think mo- that's, that's more r- shocking than a lesbian marriage. I feel like because we never see that side of it. It's really interesting. I really want Kieran, and I'm glad Kieran's writing. I really want him to like play yeah. up that angle of it. The one thing I don't love about the original cover is simply the fact of like. I get all the mutants showing up because we're like it's Amnesty International, but what the fuck are like Captain America and those they, faggots? Yeah, they always have to do this for like yeah. a wedding. No, issue, I know it's marketing because that's not how Tony and uh, Emma got married. They had that whole huge splash cover. With no, Emma. you're right. I got to internalize it as it has nothing. To, that's not real. It's cover art. It's I, not show it's I also about. believe the Avengers got to show up. It's like it's a train wreck. I got to come see come what's see happening. What's I, I want them to get married like in a alley or something or like under a tunnel. Do you think Destiny was like, don't send the invites? I already know. No. <laughs> <laughs> and Mystique, they should, they and Mystique is like, yeah. You know, but they have to know. <laughs> you'll have That's the fish. That you'll have the steak. You're a vegetarian <laughs> yeah. dish. And they're like, I didn't order the vegetarian. Oh, and my God. Like, You're what, right. What do you think their first song is? Um, uh, when I See Your Face by Roberta Flack. <laughs> <laughs> okay, they went classic. Okay, yeah. great. I All can right. see a good Shaka Khan. Well, uh, Just ain't nobody. Because there ain't any, nobody. Uh, Mystique and Destiny are not going to be oh, ever. I'm every woman. Like 
<laughs> Literally, in Mystique's <laughs> case, yeah. That would be interesting. Um, uh, in other comic news, uh, Blood Hunt is coming, y'all. Um, starting the internet was taken by storm. <laughs> <laughs> Move over, Hercules and Ice. It's yeah. Blood Cunt. Blood Cunt <laughs> is here. Um, it starts in May, and we they just announced that the X Men are officially having their own one shots within this crossover. Um, so it these one shots will include Jubilee, Magic with a K. Psylocke, and then we also get Laura Wolverine, and and then also we get Helverine, which I think everyone's really excited about. Is Helverine okay? Is, is Helverine part of this, or is it, he his own he's, one shot? He's in he's in this, so it's part oh, of oh, he's part of Blood Hunt. Yes. Okay, okay. Well, now I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> it changes everything. Yeah. But uh, so uh, with with that in mind, what what are your thoughts on these characters specifically being involved? I think they miss an opportunity to have Storm involved anytime there's... Oh, because of Dracula? Yeah, so yeah. anytime there's like some sort of vampire thing, I love that it's f- mostly women and Wolverine. I think they missed an opportunity by having the the Exterminators team. I was going to say, a ton yes, of people on our posting be, about it were complaining about that. That would be... And a lot of them show up, obviously, Jubilee, like Laura Wolverine and all that, but... You it would have been Boom and Dazzler. Your two favorites. They're the more interesting honestly. ones. I will. When we did, we did a little bit of a poll on our post, and and literally nobody wanted to read the Wolverine one. <laughs> Everybody wanted the other ones. I'm a That's huge. Not I'm, our audience. I'm pro Psylocke. Uh, I cannot wait. My uh, <laughs> yeah. My friend is. He's going through and reading all the House of X stuff, and so he's just gotten to the Exterminators, and he's like, "This is wild. Every issue has something, and here is." J- uh, <laughs> I believe it's Jubilee and Boom Boom. Oh my God! Yelling at a vampire in a cage. Widow baby loves pee. This <laughs> <laughs> boy. So what? What I'm saying is, we need some of that content for yeah. this crossover. So I'm glad to see them show up. I'm looking forward to Magic. Uh, that one she'll, shot because of I mean, she was the goddamn it. queen of limbo. Be fun. And like her taking on, it's like I took on demons. These vampires, y'all are nothing. Y'all are like. Little baby de- demons want to piss Little like baby demon like dick, small demons, dick. Demons if they were all British. like <laughs> yeah. not, a, not a threat. That yeah. fucking... Oh, what, they have French, bad teeth, I get it. That, oh, the sunlight was what I was going for. That okay. fucking French woman from Wolverine issue like seven right. needs to fucking show oh, up. Oh, Francisca St. Croix. Her. Yeah. <laughs> you nailed that. Yeah, she's a vampire. Oh, and then also the vampires from Sevelith should show up. Because they're different kind of vampires. Yeah, they're, they're not going. Which sucks. Because I'm like, wait, there are obvious Dracula that would be, that would Oh, be they good, suck. I get it. If they <laughs> opened up that port, that would be really yeah. Yeah, because what I love about it is like they look down on Earth vampires because like like Earth vampires. Oh, you gotta like bite somebody, turn into one. They're actually like purebred, so like there's a oh, whole like racism that could happen mm. within oh, vampires. That'd be interesting. Right? <laughs> what you love if Helverine was the one who had to deal with the Sevelith. And was just like the most boring, terrible <laughs> story. <laughs> okay, I would hate it. So, so Helverine um, is a horror mashup of Wolverine and a demon. Horror demon from you can get you guessed it, guys. Hell, um, does anyone have any dark Marvel mashup uh, that would be fun to partner with, like an evil or maybe a horror character partnered up with an X character? Anyone got anything that might be fun? I could see Wolfsbane. Connecting even further with Werewolf by Night because I feel like there's not I haven't seen any or read any un- Wolf Spain by Night unlimited <laughs> yes, Spain by Night think, yeah. like an unlimited version of her where she's like absolutely gigantic and like love that yeah, yeah. I've got one Colossus becomes a torture device he's the Iron Maiden 
Ooh. Oh, that's good. I really like that. Um, because I was thinking he might be like a Frankenstein type of character because mm. he's like so big. Yeah. <laughs> what? How do you become a torture device? Does he fuck you? Like, what? yes, exactly. <laughs> fucks you to death. No, he opens up and he's like needles inside, and then he closes in on you, and, and then you fucks. die, <laughs> and then he fucks, and then like you're inside him. I I would like to see a mashup of Lockheed and the Loch Ness monster. So Ooh. like Lockheed monster. Nessie, something. Nessie. Yeah. yeah, I think that would be fun to see a giant version of that. You don't like that? No, I love it. Oh, okay. okay. And what? What you about got you? Anything, Brent? That's why I was shaking my head, Ryan. <laughs> uh, gotcha. Um, and also I have one other one. Goblin Ambit. So it's a goblin, but it's Gambit. <laughs> okay, that's a great one. Instead of on. yeah, instead of throwing cards, he throws little pumpkins. But also he's like oh just God. as sexy, but he's like got. Goblin stuff. Oh, he's got, his he's got like goblin stuff. I love on, that. You know? I have. He another. sells a nasty ponytail, probably. Oh yeah, it's so wet and he's so greasy. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> he's on his glider, but it's like just this beat up old car. Uh, I've got one of Omega Red and Cthulhu because uh, like oh. he's got the tentacles and so like he's got a lot of them. Oh, but he's like an elder god. Oh. I love that. Like metal ones. That oh my god, really adamantium covered Cthulhu is horrifying. I love it. Uh, let's get into the issues. Our weekly recap of all things X Comics. This week we have Rise of the Powers of X Two, Powers of Ten, X Force number forty nine, and Unlimited Infinity number one twenty seven. Let's do Rise of the Powers of Ten number two. Karen Gillan and R B Silva. We start with a Moira X flashback. We get flashes of Jean and Scott's childhood, the current trial today. This is all narrated by none other than Enigma, and Enigma is on the hunt. For Xavier, how are you enjoying Egg Enig- Xavier? <laughs> God damn it! How are you enjoying uh, Enigma's Xavier. characterization? Uh, I like. I think I like it. <laughs> I think I like it. I I need more. Yeah, to, yeah. That's the right answer. I enjoying it. I think like it's it's such a weird it's such a weird group that we're like following. Like yeah. I we knew that we were following them for a while, but to see them sort of be like the team that's kind of holding it all together at the end of the day. This is like, what we're almost crew. at the finale. Like this, yeah. is, it's kind of crazy to see this is the final team that they put together. And they have mother righteous in a bubble. Don't forget about the uh, dead X-Men randomly off on their own. Yeah. Mission. Uh, Brent, what's a memory? Uh, uh, what's a memory? That's a fictionalization of your life that would, uh, an omnipotent space time Lord would jump to. So it would have to be a childhood food. I assume. Okay. In the same way that Moira loves oats, oats, oats and water with salt. <laughs> yeah, that was what I love my, wa- I had the water first. Uh, like, what the fuck are Moira, you, you know how to live girl. You've done it 10 times. I mean, that's British cuisine for you. Give yourself a break. I know. Uh, mine would be uh, what we call, what me and my brothers called uh, T-Rex toast. Mm. Uh, it was a piece of white bread with like melted butter and then, uh, granulated sugar and brown sugar and a little <gasps> bit of cinnamon, and it was uh, put in the microwave, and then you microwaved it. I don't ask this for like in a, in a bad way. Is it like a? It's like kind of like a fast way for French toast, or what shows Not up? Really, I don't know what the difference. Toast crust. It's, it's dry- more like a granular sugar. Oh, because there's like no egg. It's there's just no. sugar and butter. Yeah, and you microwaved a bunch of sugar. Yeah. Uh, so it doesn't really like caramelize or anything. It just was like a denser hot sugar <laughs> and we would put way too much on because we were kids of oh. course. and we called it t-rex toast because t-rexes are you awesome lo- and this was awesome yeah <laughs> is that serious yes oh, if ryan wasn't stepping on it yes it was sorry yeah oh my gosh um all right so we do end up at the no place x uh, after the post first mission failure 
Cypher, Rachel, Rasputin 4, Xavier, and the Sinister Clone of Mother Righteous. Uh, this is, of course, the final uh, group that we were talking about, and also the mission info page gives us kind of what's going on. Thank uh, God. You know, Mother Righteous is apparently existing in two places at once, uh, one here and then one, her homunculus, is with the folks in the white hot room running the rest of those missions, Hope and the rest of the dead X-Men. Um, homunculus? Homunculus? Which is it? Homunculus? Homunculus. Homunculus. Okay. Hum- <laughs> what I, is no, this conversation? I, I, I don't know. Which It I'm is a, homun- a homunculus. A homunculus. I don't homunculus. know if you're doing like a New Yorker thing where it's like, of course, it's the homunculus. <laughs> you got you to gotta, <laughs> yeah, gotta watch out for that. No, homunculus. you, again, I you also walk in here. You know what you are? You're homunculus. Yeah, homunculus. <laughs> you're homunculus. <laughs> you think you're thinking in two places and you're only thinking in one. <laughs> you're just a homunculus. The funniest part is I, I think I wrote it wrong. I think I pronounced it wrong. And so when you asked, I was like, I don't even know where to start. Yeah. <laughs> you got to leave me alone. Ooh, baby. I'm on Struggle Street. <laughs> uh, I love that that's, uh, that connection exists. I think it's a fun way of continuing all the not incredible but still okay stuff that was going on in the White Hot Room. What I what I was semi confused by is on the info page it says um, you know that obviously mother I, mother I just was constructed but not necessarily by whom and then there's an identity that's redacted are we supposed to know who that is like I I'm starting to get lost on like what I'm supposed to know and what's still coming and what's going on this is where I think both Ryan and I are like huh I think we like it um, not <laughs> to speak for you but I think you're probably similar in this. It's like sometimes I read it 45 times. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm still reading it and I'm like, I'm starting. I'm like, this is a different story than when it started or like when I read it last time. Yeah. yeah. This is so Karen Gillan. God, I fucking love him. But sometimes he gets really obtuse, especially when you are in the middle of a storyline. If you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, I kind of have to wait to see how it ends for me to really feel think about it. how I feel about it. I really like all the sci-fi pieces of it. Uh, yeah, all that fair. for whatever reason, if it makes sense, I'm like, yeah, of course. The ways that you've got all these branches and how you're hopping around in no space, of course they got to do this. And then there's the time spiders. That all makes sense. But I do feel like I'm like, wait, when the did time they, spiders make sense? When did they introduce Dominion Arachno sent a whaty? Like, where did they get the space cabbage? Was where it, did that come from? It, for me, like, the, the amount of tentacle talk in this was far too much. Uh, it gave me sort of, you know, when the major... No, no, no. We're not creepy Japanese anime. Those are tendrils. Those are tendrils. <laughs> oh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait. What was I jerking off to? Um, so, okay. So, the tendril talk... Uh, so it was giving me a little bit of uh, the Matrix. Remember how that was yeah, so integral yeah, yeah. into it? And you're like, we're outside of that. And you're like, okay, we n- enough. Uh, <laughs> oh, and they're like, uh, no. oh, and by the way, Mother Righteous is in an egg where she can't say certain stuff. She can't even think certain stuff. Okay? So uh, no backseas. Uh, I don't care about your special magic. doesn't matter. She can't do arcane stuff either. It's- I feel like this is the third episode of the second season of Dark, and you're like, Huh. Okay. Yeah. Where are we the, and when are we? I think the converging plot lines of like the Sabretooth War, the Fall of X, the Power, like it was easier when it was Hox and Pox because yeah. that's all you're reading. There's like 17 other storylines that Thank are still you. going Thank you. This is on. exactly my problem because Sabretooth War is taking place before this and X-Force <laughs> is taking place before <laughs> that. <laughs> and then you've got like, uh, you know, everything but the kitchen sink of the Fall of the House of X. And then you have this fucking timey-wimey shit happening in Rise. 
It's good, but it's goddamn confusing. It's always been that way in comics. Let's, so. I guess, but I'm complaining about <laughs> it. Now. Let's talk a little bit about how stupid Rachel is. Ascani is pulling off Dumb. some major, major missions, Dumb. but boy, is she fucking hyper optimistic that Z- Xavier's just gonna go, gonna hey, Moira, race. don't do this. All right, girl, I won't. Right. She literally says, you're just gonna have a word with her. I don't see her gonna have a word with her. And everyone else is like, a word. <laughs> right. Yes, of course. We're just going to talk with her as they look at a gun on the wall. <laughs> it's the it's the one character that feels so weirdly written in this because she seems like she's much smarter than... If anything, there has to be... Uh, the only saving grace would be like that she did something or she's done something that would stop Charles from doing that. I don't know. Yeah. Something like, that would some show saving. that she's not that naive. And she's... She's, She's a telepath. I mean, correct, so is Charles, yeah. but like, I guess he can block her out. I don't know. It's, uh, uh, I would just like to say her outfit looks the best it's ever stunning. looked. Is she looks, I think they should keep this outfit. She looks like a, the fucking red power. It's Ranger. the ass Nascani. Yeah, it looks great. Um, I will say the Rasputin Xavier chat was a little bit hard to, as a reader of the Krakoa era where it's like, hey, we, this didn't work. We got to finish this. Like, no, no, it worked really well. This meta context is awful. This I hate was this. tough. <laughs> I like the. I like that there's still some philosophical discussion about Krakoa happening among the characters. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I just mean it's it's hard as a fan to be digesting. Yeah, it. this never really happened. happened. When uh, Charles turned toward the page and looked at the reader yeah. and said, it never happened before. Hey, and, and just it so will you know, never have happened. Yeah, Adam, it's not real, okay? <laughs> and you're like, oh, no. Well, then it can be a dream. Yeah. Ah, arachno spiders. <laughs> yes, they am. <laughs> I, really, uh, I really liked when Doug just slapped the egg that oh my, my mother God. just like was mad at her. I hate you. You're mad. Uh, yep, the arachno spiders attack. They blow up the fucking ship. Rasputin motherfucking four shows everybody why she's the best. Uh, Sinister Prime is living in Cypher. I didn't fully understand that. Can someone explain it? No. I can't. I can't. There was a piece of him in still all the world i don't <laughs> think i don't think everyone was purged okay so you we, okay that's I, I was worried that like they like charles yes. Char- i wasn't charles, sure yeah. if they like transferred him I, or something no. i thought it was almost like up. charles's internal like mm, that's thinking, another thinking he still sees sinister i everyone. think you're 100 percent correct so that makes so much more sense because he me. still needs to talk to sinister because he still got him in his head so he saw him yeah sinister is like projecting himself on but we don't know yeah um and then the dead x-men succeed as we know from their issue uh and then seemingly it feels like this is from the powers of 10 universe uh where the robots are effectively winning and they say we'll be a dominion in 10 years and enigma's like girl let's do that today yeah it's the sixth life of moira yeah that's what that happened or almost get your shoes on we're doing it that's right the x-men war yeah no i I did love that here yeah but that is also different than the dead x-men moira that is running around with the the giant axe to cut through time. Yeah. This is going to be too many Myra's. She's like, I, yeah, I got the adamantium axe with the, with the Kevlar tie and yeah. the strontium handle and the, <laughs> yeah. et cetera, et cetera. The Helverine, um, cups Handlebars on it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> cup holder. No stick, <laughs> no stick. <pan. laughs> um, all right, let's talk X-Force number 49, Benjamin Percy and Robert Gill. Beast prime puts his end game into motion 
X-Force attempts to track down the escaped Defenders clone Beast, who has made his way to California in hopes of reconnecting with Wonder Man, who's now a little bitch. I mean, passive. <laughs> hey, come on. You've already, we've already been ageist. We've already attacked people who have had trauma. We can't go after the pacifists now. <laughs> what are they well, going to do? The what are they going to do? <laughs> what are they going to do? <laughs> uh, yeah, so Krakoan armor beast mode continues. Beast Prime's breaking into nondescript California military facilities and stealing nondescript secrets. Uh, at the greenhouse, Wolverine Sage with their options with the escaped Defenders Beast. Uh, do you think your younger self would truly be the best person to stop an older you? No, I'd stomp the shit out of him. Right? Like, I don't it's, ever get that. I don't understand the idea that he's like, I... If I went crazy in the future, you know where I would go. And you're like, you wouldn't know, bitch, because you went crazy. They tried that. Remember that 90s uh, storyline for the Avengers, The Crossing, when, like, Tony Stark turned out to be the traitor? They had to bring a Tony, yes. teen Tony in. That's a terrible storyline. Absolutely. It's some of the worst That's of the 90s. That's why it doesn't really pan out. You're like, if I was going to go off, sis, I would definitely go on a boat. And you're like, what are we talking about now? <laughs> I but when I was the when I was twenty something, I'm not gonna do the same. I'm not gonna be like if I in, in ten years if I don't make it to Washington D.C. It's it makes no sense in most things okay. that you are gonna compete against an older version of yourself. Yeah, uh, you'd win physical challenges. They're done. Uh, finesse, of delicate you did not stuff. See me ten. They're years done. I did. I remember you. Finances and intellect are probably the things that you will lose on. Uh, you only get smarter over time, generally. Yeah. You don't get less smart, usually. True. Uh, I don't know why Beast, who has basically minimaxed on his intelligence, would be a good... His younger, dumber self would be better at fighting his crazier, more war criminal self. I will say to all of this, like, if, let's say we went back... Eight, 15 to 18 years in time right. and someone was like we can't find your older self where do you think you are closeted Adam would go oh he probably went to a gay club <laughs> we should go to a gay club <laughs> and mainly for themselves and but also right. yeah. Yeah. And yeah. not only are the gay clubs you're DJing at a gay club in a tank top <laughs> like with like you know <laughs> rubbing your nipples yeah. and he you're like, what's that gay club called? A uh, nuclear facility with the black <laughs> hole. I don't, I don't like how Wolverine so quickly turned around on the idea of this being. They're a all stupid as because it's like, all right. I think the most apt metaphor is you want to fight fire with fire, right? But you're using a smaller fire to fight a larger <laughs> fire. We're, you're we're just creating really, more fires. Well, the funny thing about all this is, is like. Beast did this with Cyclops when Cyclops like went all right. revolutionary. Yeah. He brought teen Cyclops. Oh, and yeah. the rest of the, act, the original five back from the past into like stopping this. And it was a bad idea then. And so like Sage has done the same thing, but without He's like, time. What traveling. if I did it? What if we did what he did? That was bad. <laughs> but we did it good. again. Yeah. <laughs> but we did like, great. Wait, but hear me out. Again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, back in California, Defender's Beast has been moving literally a mile a second in order to get from the North Pole to California in 24 Easy hours. In the future. Uh, he's on the hunt for Beast Prime. He didn't just escape. Uh, he's looking like Broadway from Gargoyles under that fucking <laughs> jacket oh, yeah. running around. Uh, you know, I'm so sorry he's full of wiles. Black Tom is making weird excuses that never seemed really character specific. But he... he I mean, but he's she did him. get caught. She did get caught fucking up. I mean, it was a pretty stupid thing. 
to just. But he was one. just like, "Oh, I'm so sorry." Yeah, yeah. It was a pretty, pretty shitty lie. There's not many ways around it. Yeah, uh, it was a nuclear reactor that was being stolen. Um, and so you know, two heads are better than one. Old and new X Four suits up to stop what they think is this team up, but instead, Defender Beast and Wonder Man are facing off. Uh, what connection do you have to their reunion? Do you like I? I know Brent and I have no fucking clue or connection to those. I really liked it. Uh, I mean, I've read a lot of those Avengers comics where they were like buddy buddy because that's when Beast was on the Avengers, and I think their friendship is just like one of those really funny things. Mostly because I shipped them fucking, as we said at the very beginning of our podcast. Oh, that's what that joke was about. Uh, <laughs> you no, know, putting them on a boat <laughs> because that's where my older self would go <laughs> out to the sea. <laughs> I know already. Uh, I think Ernest Hemingway wrote a book uh, about that. My yeah. favorite beast is sort of like Avengers, like Avengers. Oh, when he's on the Avengers, oh, my yeah. stars and garters beast. Yeah, I, li- <laughs> I like that. That's my favorite type. Of, and I, re- I think they realize we've gone a little cuckoo with this, yeah. this character. So like, let's bring back the truest form of him. Well, I, I do uh, when uh, his older self is talking to himself, being like. Well, I'm actually going to save all the mutants. I'm really going to help out. This they'll never understand me. It doesn't make any sense. And then at the end, he's like, "I'm going to kill them all." And you're like, "How is that actually?" I know there's maybe a next step after this, but well, yeah, the way it's explained, it's I um, I did literally blood. originally write down like kill everyone. Like I didn't fully understand. Like it just sounds like he's playing the mother righteous card, but like yeah. Not altruistically in his own evil way, but like taking them and the, with the black hole. They're using the nuclear actor to create a black hole gun. Black hole gun. <laughs> won't you come? Is he going to hold that gun? Because it was big. Like, how's he going to do that? In that giant. Don't worry. I'm just going to shoot Mars with a black hole. <laughs> but he is. T- hey, right. hey, beast. <laughs> Listen, buddy, let's just look at the whiteboard, huh? What do you mean? You know what? They're going to look back at me and say, I was dumb, but I shot my gun at the Mars. <laughs> well, it like, makes even the Mars. None of it makes great. sense because it's like I'll put you in a pocket dimension like, you know, uh, Uranus and all the other stuff, and then I'll really take it to the humans. So what are you going to do? Blow up the fucking planet? Like, it's so gonna... His goal is to murder all the humans after they're already gone. They can't, so they can't get in his way. I mean, in a way, sure. it is the kind of like, oh, you're you're a genocidal maniac who will use anything to justify what you want to do. So if you believe that everything you think is really true, there's and there's no wrong you could do to get what you want. I mean, yeah. why not fire a black hole gun <laughs> <laughs> from the wash? <laughs> Are we officially? I just thought about this now, but we haven't really been talking about it too much during this plot line. This feels like more than ever, especially with the Defenders Beast coming back, that they are really going to convert. This is the prequel to the to Dark Beast, right? Like, did Dark Beast ever have an origin story? I mean, he was just always in from the Age no, of Apocalypse. No, that's what I'm just Plus thinking. It, yeah, like, he was Age of Apocalypse. Like, but yeah. I'm saying, like, hopefully could this... Because we're going to have this beast, Dark Beast, and Defenders Beast running around. And then Young Beast young is beast. also like, what are you guys doing? It's too many beasts. It's Whale to Beast. And <laughs> that is one that they should. That, that's the horror crossover. Um, I, They're just trying to get a X-Men 97 beast in current continuity is what they're yeah, trying no, to do. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, all right, let's move on to Unlimited Infinity number 127. Steve, the Steves are writer. Steve Fox, Steve Orlando, artist Philip Sevy. We've got Captain Britain, Shatterstar, and Richter face off against the Externals, Nicodemus and Absalom. Uh, they really personify boomers, Absalom and Nicodemus. They're like, look at these fucking young faggots. Uh, oh. 
Are <laughs> oh, we say that and word he, on this podcast. Richter's like, you can't say that, Skellington. <laughs> um, Shatterstar give, be given four finger hand jobs two at a time. <laughs> they <laughs> really, they. It is just funny to see. What's the gay joke this week? Oh yeah, I'm gonna blast it with my fist, and you're like, "Whoa, Shatterstar!" No, I'm just fighting. Doesn't matter. I could take two loads at any time. Yeah, you've heard he, of subtext. They have dom text. So, yeah. Someone is murdered, and he's like, "I got murdered last night in the bedroom." <laughs> the bedroom. And you're like, "Stop, stop, please." Uh, there's a there, lot. Of, you're in front of children. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of fighting. You got Shatterstar and Absalom facing off. You've got Richter and Nicodemus facing off. Then Absalom and Betsy face off. How often in the past did Betsy say, "Enjoy the focus totality of my telepathic power"? She yeah, said it time. a lot. A uh, okay, lot. I figured that was like the Steve's jerking themselves off. But to she like said some it like Michael Caine. Enjoy the. To- like, well, you do the voice. Sorry. Yeah. Enjoy, enjoy the focus totality there of my go. telepathic power. <laughs> she used to say it kind of unironically like 80s 90s then it got really prevalent in 2000 and ever since then it was i do want that on a t-shirt yeah was it the that would be great was the phrase enjoy the focused totality of my telepathic power like was that what she said every time like some instead of avengers assemble yeah like it's clobbering like clobbering time yeah yeah yeah, like hers is like this weirdly long (laughs) well she's british there's only one thing added something could shatter mountains or something like that i don't remember that one I can shatter mountains. <laughs> with <laughs> something like that. Let's with, I can I shatter know. mountains with the totality. I don't know. Let's yeah. see if you can enjoy the focused totality of all the power that I contain within me. Ha! <laughs> uh, we get some, Betsy's nuclear option to attack Absalom fails. We get some character development. You know, his friends are dead. Family's dead. Dead, yep. dead, 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 dead. Would you want to be immortal? What do you mean want? I am. <laughs> um, no. I I think I don't think that's right for me. That's not my journey because <laughs> just, you know what? I'm just not. I just don't think that's the thing. I'm, I'm just not. not in I that. think you would lose. You would lose a lot of yourself in it, and so that you would become the jaded asshole, just like these guys. It, can yeah, I? Yeah, you you live yourself love long to become the villain, right? Exactly. Can I? Can I die or like like I'm immortal? Like if I if nothing killed me, and I it's like continue. vampire rules, probably yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, I'd love to do that. See, I think that, but I guess this is also inclusive of, it's not, because they're not invulnerable. They'll die and then come back. So I guess, no, you have to do the, the one in the book. So I, I can, I'm going to have to live forever. Yeah, but you're Who like, if you died, you'd regenerate forever. slowly. I think that would work for me because I just like phases of life and I don't want to die because I find heaven very boring. Who wants to live forever? So I think you're going to heaven? Wow. <laughs> I've actually always really also liked reincarnation as a concept, so it actually does fit with what these characters are. This fight was messy, right? This is the equivalent of like taking your wig off, taking the shoes off, <laughs> and be like, "This is not. This was not a successful fight. They technically won, but it was, it was messy. It seemed like they were, and also they didn't win because then they're like, "Oh, you guys suck. We're leaving. I don't even have eyes, and I'm still stealing the children." It seemed like they were in a giant air <laughs> hangar, just constantly shooting lasers past each other. No one seemed to get hurt, and there was never any like context to how they were fighting. My eyes are gone. <laughs> Why? Why? Why though? It's um. I I love this team though. I love to see them in action together, and I, I would love to see them expand this team out to more of a uh, like a whole career team. I think that would be really fun. You'll love to see it. Anything else? As always, we like to wrap up with a little something we call Plug Me Daddy, where each of us get a chance to quickly highlight something we've read, seen, heard, experienced, and wanted to share with you. 
are little homos. <laughs> you fucking piece, you piece, fucking of, piece shit. of shit. You fucking piece of shit. Hey, and I'm talking to you. And See, you know who you are. You know what? You used to ride me for swearing at the audience members like that, but you finally get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why don't we start with you, you piece of fucking shit, Brent? Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I have got uh, my plug for this week is a YouTuber called Caleb Hammer. He um, does financial. I think the, the his channel is called Financial Audit. And basically what he does is people volunteer to come on his show and then he goes through all oh, of their, yeah, their finances yeah. individually and oh, like God. tries to talk to them about like, how on earth did you sign on to this debt at this interest rate? Like, what's going on? And then he's got this kind of like squeaky voice when he starts to yell. It's not shame people. Uh, which I think actually <laughs> you were the one giggling about. Me. I think it works. <laughs> I actually think it works really well for when he's screaming because it makes his yelling like seem a little bit less harsh. Um, but it's pretty entertaining just seeing him go through someone's financial history and them being like so delusional and lying constantly about when are you going to be on babe (laughs) my finance my financial score is okay (laughs) i think i've got a hundred a perfect 100 (laughs) that's a 1600 because that's what you got in your sats right uh, but it's it's a lot of fun this sounds very tense financial analyst on youtube caleb hammer well no it's like tabitha takes over but instead of a haircutting place at your these are my banking accounts and i'm taking (laughs) over i will say you do start to you, you hear you hear the craziest excuses people make for like a $60,000 loan for a fucking car or something. Oh, yeah. my God. That's a bad idea. But then you also hear, like, some excuses for stuff, and you're like, I make those excuses sometimes when I buy purchases, and I maybe should be more responsible. That's a little treat for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like, so stressful. Does he have a... But then he just goes through their history. He's like, oh, so a little treat uh, two days before that. Another little treat. Another little treat. Another little treat. Taquitos. Another treat. Does he have a financial panther next to him? Hey, <laughs> Sheba. Stupid. Get him, Sheba. Um, I can go. I if you have not been watching uh, all three seasons shows of the Traders, but along with New Zealand, Wait, we're talking regular U.S. Yeah, there's we're regular talking. U.S. There's U.K. There's Australia, Australia, and then New Zealand is premiering and West Coast soon Traders. as well. Anywhere with English speaking places. <laughs> uh, well, good. anywhere that they can fly you out to the same fucking uh, castle the that lives is in way Scotland. That castle is getting booked all the time for the rest of its life. <laughs> but uh, I so obviously I think we've already talked about the original the U.S. version of the season on Traders. But finally, through Clark's like scam and means, but it will be on Peacock soon. U.K. is coming out. I just finished it last night. Absolutely incredible. Absolutely. Just, it like it's like watching it's like watching a really good like uh, anime. I, I compared a lot to Death Note because they tell you very early on who the traitors are, and it's incredible to watch what's happening in front of the cameras, behind the scenes, like. You're just waiting and watching for some of these people to get fucked because a lot of them are really cocky, but they are playing the games immaculately. So watch it; it's such a fun roller coaster. UK ride. is crazy. That one guy. So that good. one guy that yes. we'll talk about after this. That one guy. Um. So my plug for this week, um, is called Keys to the Kingdom. It's a podcast available wherever you get podcasts, and it's hosted by Amanda Lund and Matt Gorley. Um. So basically, it's a uh sort of a deep look into how fucked up amusement parks can be so it talks about like the princess culture Mm. it talks about like the furries that dress up it talks about all the weird sort of like under underhanded stuff about like if someone gets murdered or or happens to die on property they actually escort them off 
It's really interesting. They it's resurrect a, them. <laughs> they bring in the five. And you know what I mean? You got to Yeah. But uh, but it, it's really fun. There is a piece of it where it's annoying because they're like uh, uh, husband and wife. So they're like, babe, did you used to dress as Ariel? And you're like, all right, just get to the actual content. Oh, of it. No. So th- that's a little annoying. But the rest of it's really. I like uh, Matt Gorley. I think he's great. Yeah. Yeah. He's on. Uh, I also like him. He's on the Conan podcast. Conan yeah. Needs a friend. He's good. Uh, so I finally saw Poor Things this week, Ooh, uh, which so is nominated good. for a Best Picture. And I know we've talked about it, I think, in somebody else's uh, plug. It might have been Clark's or yours, Adam. Um, but it is phenomenally good. Like I was, I went in with high expectations, and it exceeded it. And it's got kind of like a Wes Anderson feel to it, even though uh, it's... Um, What's the director's name? Yorgos uh, Lanthimos. Yeah, uh, like it's he's such he's, a good creator. I love he, him. He, what I love about him, like you can't like really like discern his style. It's yeah. not like he doesn't have so many ticks that like you can see like oh this is definitely one of his movies. It's so unique and yeah. it's like it's a Frankenstein story uh, told in such a fascinating and interesting way. It's great. Yeah, cool. That's been our episode. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Homo Superior X, on Instagram at Homo Superior Podcast. We're somewhere on Reddit, I think. Clark is lurking about talking about Love Island. <laughs> uh, you mean Krakoa, right? Yeah. Uh, we'll also uh, be at Awesome Con, Woo! Mar- March 8th through 10th. Uh, and really we've, jazzed about we've got our special second annual House of X 2. Uh, <laughs> as what it says here in the copy, uh, at Trade uh, on March 9th, that's the Saturday night. We're going to be having fun with lots of creators, uh, cosplayers. There's going to be prizes. The prizes are legit. Plus, check out our upcoming review of Madam Web into the Madam Webiverse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's it for us. We're gay. You're gayer too now because of it. Bye. 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 Bye.